welcome to another exciting episode of Fantasy Tavern Podcast. This is Marita, a.k.a. Chiquitita, and I am back again for another week. Um, as I had mentioned, my chair just a little bit. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, I was hoping in the subsequent episodes to just constantly improve the podcast and work on just little things that I notice while I record and kind of just build on everything, make it more polished, and come up with really exciting topics to share with everybody, something that's engaging. So a few things from the last podcast that I just wanted to address that I'm sure everybody already noticed. So it kind of probably goes without saying, but the audio and visual elements, I know that they need work. So this week I am trying out a new webcam and microphone. So we hooked up the creative webcam today to see how that's going to, you know, take with the whole podcast uh, sound and visuals. As you may notice, I have a microphone set up here. However, once it plugged in, um, it did not register with my laptop and I wasn't able to test it. So I don't know if it actually works. Um, I got this from the thrift store and it's very possible that the reason it was given away is because it didn't work. I didn't actually test it before I got it, but um, it doesn't appear to be working right now. So it's kind of just here for the clout to add to the podcast aesthetic. Um, so that's why that's there. It, it's not actually working though. So we're going to see how it goes without that and, you know, go from there. Um, and uh, as, as I'm talking, I'm realizing the other thing that I was going to work on not doing was using ums and ahs too much. I did notice that that was something I was doing the last time that the episode uh, was being reviewed. I just did it again. Uh, the last time that the episode was being reviewed by me, I, I do go back and go over everything to try and see if there are areas that need improvement and kind of, you know, get a sense of, of what I want things to look like and sound like and the kind of just the basic flow and structure of the episode. So that is, of course, something that I will be working on. But because I don't script things all that much for the podcast, it's not really something that I'm concerned about um, because I kind of want it to be more of an informal, casual thing anyway. Uh, it's not really a big deal to me if there are a lot of ums and ahs in certain places, uh, especially in the first few episodes when I'm still, you know, trying to work certain things out, so uh, I'll try and be a little less rough on myself with those sort of things, but it is something I'm aware of, something I will be working on, so, uh, and in terms of uh, audio and visual stuff, the, the audio is obviously more important in terms of this sort of format, so that's what I'm really the most concerned about, that everything's clear and you can hear me. So the last time the audio, it was decent, um, but you know, there was a little bit, the laptop microphone is obviously not the most ideal. This is a slight step up from that. And then I'm going to work on getting an actual proper podcast style microphone that actually works and isn't just here for show as a conversation piece for me to bop my head into while I'm talking here. Um, but it's kind of, you know, it's anchored here on the desk now, so I'm going to kind of just like turn it away a tiny bit just so I don't hit my head. You know, hopefully it stays on there and doesn't fall off halfway through. Um, as you can also see, I'm going to just try to angle the, the camera a little bit down so you can kind of see the slight setup I'm working on here. 
I do have a proper snack table now and sign table so that everything isn't just, you know, hanging out in my desk drawer and uh, on the wall kind of haphazardly possibly going to fall off. So today's sign of the day, uh, as it will allude to today's episode content, let me just pull the sign out. Now this was originally going to hang on the wall, and then I reversed all the letters, and then I did it again, so I'm going to put it on the table. But uh, let's do the big sign reveal for the day. And I know it's reversed, so I'm pretty sure in the last video it wasn't reversed, though. So I'm going to go in and just see if I have to do the mirror video. There we go. I don't think in the actual end video it affected anything, though. You'll see me in the first episode saying, this is reverse. This is not now not reverse. When nothing in the playback actually happened when I did it in the settings, but uh, I flipped it now so that it's it's clear just in case it didn't work. So as you can see, today's side of the week is spit on me, Harry. Uh, I think we all know who the Harry in question is. That would be one Harry Styles, formerly of One Direction, and we will be talking about. Well, we're going to be talking about it today, so yeah, don't, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll be talking about it. Um, it's the Spitgate story that's sweeping the nation. Uh, the actually be worried about it, darling, if you will, of the current events going on in Hollywood land. So that's that's great. Um, love that for love that for him. <laughs> I just think it's just so bizarre. The world right now is just so completely bizarre to me. And the last thing that we should be worried about and putting our um, our energy into is probably celebrity scandals. But uh, I'm 100% here for it. And so that means you're going to hear about it from me. I'm, I'm very invested now. So this week we are going to be discussing the best celebrity scandals of 2022. Uh, I'll be going through a brief little synopsis of each scandal, and we'll be doing scandals that have happened right up until the last couple weeks, even yesterday. So that's another big hint as to who we're going to be discussing in, in this week's podcast. Uh, something that happened yesterday, uh, that's a big clue as to what we're doing. So... Uh, before we get started officially, uh, I did want to go over uh, some honorable mentions from last week's podcast that I did not include, uh, and these were suggestions that were sent to me by my good friend Dave Toms in the Fantasy Tavern Podcast Facebook page. Uh, just to let you guys know as well, there is a Facebook page, Instagram page, account, uh, TikTok account. Um, I will also be starting as of today a Patreon for the podcast, and so there'll be lots of places for you to go in addition to um, Spotify, RSS, Riverside.fm, where you can access, and YouTube, where you can access some some short clips of the podcast. Um, I don't have the access on YouTube to post uh, videos that are more than I believe 15 minutes right now, so that's something I'm working on, but I'm going to be posting the rest of the podcast from last week in the rest of the clips that I can on YouTube, so there should be maybe in total six or seven clips, 
and they are the episodes are up now on Spotify and on RSS and Riverside.fm. You can access them there as well. All the links should be available through those sub, um, through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those things. You'll should be able to find some links to get to the podcast, or you can just search online Fantasy Tavern Podcast, or when you're on Spotify or whatever you're using to access it, you can just type in Fantasy Tavern Podcast, and it should be accessible now. Um, what I've noticed that once I post officially post the podcast to the platform, it takes about an hour, possibly two, for everything to get processed. So just to let you know in case it's, uh, I announce that the podcast is done, but you don't see it there yet, the link should still work, but just give it a, like, you know, keep checking back, and within like an hour or two, it should be fine. And that should get you to, you know, the lovely goings-on of pop culture and media land that I am delving into in this little project that I started. So those are, that's information for all the links. Um, and before I forget as well, there's going to be, obviously, with lots of podcasts, different shameless plugs for different products and services. So I don't have any official sponsors for this podcast. It's very independent. It's just something I'm doing on my own. And that's something that uh, I'm open to in terms of collaborating with people right now. Um, so especially if you're a local small business or if you're a musician or any kind of artist, uh, any kind of local organization, and you're looking to promote your product or service, you can message me and contact me. I will be more than happy to go over all the details with you, take your uh, ad or, um, you know, shameless plug, whatever you want to call it, that you want to do, put it on the show, and hopefully we can get the word out for you as well. Uh, and, and at this point, I'm kind of just all for, you know, that mutual assistance. And just drop me a line. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. I'm open to that as well. So going back to the page here, I just want to make a note of some really good suggestions for things to watch on the fall hot list that was, uh, as of last week, uh, officially confirmed. So we've got here, let's see, here it is. We've got, oh, of course, so a few key ones that I forgot, actually. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 3. Uh, so if you're a Star Trek fan, I believe yesterday was Star Trek Day, and there is a new season of Star Trek Lower Decks, which is an animated series uh, based off of Star Trek canon, and uh, it's really, really funny. I highly recommend it. Um, we also have here on dropout.tv, Dimension 20, A Court of Fae and Flowers, which I'm not actually sure what that's about, so we're going to have a quick look at that. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good suggestions for like sci-fi, fantasy, and if you're into like, you know, retro sort of nostalgic things, there's some good things on this list for that. And uh, as I said, I can't really get into get into everything, but basically, uh, Dimension Twenty is sort of like a game show. It seems like oh, it's oh, it's about D and D. Oh, okay, nice. So uh, let's see here, Dimension Twenty. Game master Brennan Lee Mulligan, joined by comedians and pro gamers, blend comedy with tabletop RPGs. That actually sounds amazing. I will have to check that out. There's a few little, like, videos posted on here. So if you go to dropout.tv, 
at slash dimension 20, you should be able to find it. Dimension hyphen 20. And that you should be able to access it there. And next we have TMNT Cowabunga Collection. This is something I should check out for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it looks like they're releasing some kind of game. Uh, let me see. Cowabunga Collection. Here we go. Oh, this is great. Okay, so this was a, this apparently was announced announced back in March. What is included in the Cowabunga collection? Oh, nice. Okay, so it's actually been released as of August, as of the end of August. Um, it's also available on PlayStation, uh, Xbox, um, and a limited edition physical version of the game was released. It contained a cloth poster, acrylic diorama, enamel pin set, 12 tournament fighters cards, and a 180-page art book. So that sounds fantastic. We'll have to check this out as well. Um, it basically assembles, oh wow, assembles 13 classic TMNT games by Konami in one incredible package. Damn. Okay. Well, this is why I'm always poor, guys. This is like, this is, this is what I'm going to spend my money on as well as Stray and all of the stuff that I have in my cart at very, in my carts of various stores because I need to start buying stuff for Halloween, that's something that needs to happen soon, and if I don't start doing it now, then I'm not going to get the stuff on time, and I won't have any costumes. So, um, basically any extra fun money I'm getting from now until October 31st is, like, just being put into Halloween type stuff, um, so that's, I will have to put aside a little extra money to check this out, 13 games? And honestly, the original TMNT game for the like the original Nintendo, the NES, uh, is one of my personal favorites. Um, there was also, I believe, an arcade game that came out um, when I was a kid, a Ninja Turtles arcade game, uh, that consumed my life for quite some time. Um, I was kind of on the tail end of like when arcades were still a, a big thing, and. Um, Anywhere, I think, within, like, the GTA that had any kind of arcade, we went to it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, a that, that, that's that somewhere out there. I'll have, I'll have it looked up for after the break, I think, to, oops, that was my alarm, uh, after the break to try and get that sorted out of what it was specifically called, that arcade game, but I'll figure it out. Um, and then, the, the, what else was on the list here? Oh, yeah, the new Bjork CD everyone's talking about. Um, I see that, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that on the last episode, though, the new Bjork album. Um, but I'm going to just double check what it's called here. Um, yeah. I feel like there's two things coming out right now, but I, maybe that's what I'm thinking of a different, uh, artist. But yeah, Fossera, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that on the last, uh, episode, on the first the first slash last episode. Um, yeah, but I'm seeing a lot more, um, you know, stuff coming out for the album. Uh, there's one thing that just came out, and it's like, we're working this again. Um, as per usual, a very crazy-looking, eclectic, beautiful outfit, and uh, I, I can't wait. It's been too long. Uh, and then the last one here, we have Devin Townsend Lightwork. 
So let's look up some information on that. Nice little release date, let's see, or track list as well, I guess we've got here. Um, there's some information about, that's just the track list though. I just want to have, I just want to look up the actual information about the album. Because I'll be honest, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's an album, yeah. I don't know if it's like some kind of a, anything else that you get with the new album. Yeah, so you can pre-order it. It's going to be out on October 28th. An album all about hope and strength. Um, and uh, if you don't know who Devin Townsend is, they're a Canadian singer and songwriter. Um, you can go back and check out some of their other albums in, from the past. Um, most recent studio albums include a double album, double concept album, uh, Z Squared, uh, and uh, Transcendence. If you want to check those out, good suggestions. If you want to get into some Bevan Townsend before you look into this new album, uh, so thanks, Dave, for those suggestions. Um, add them to your list of the fall hot, and happy watching and listening. Um, and yeah. Uh, I have to catch up on the latest She-Hulk episode. Uh, I just started watching Rings of Power, and uh, there's a new episode of House of the Dragon that just came out, and, uh, and, 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 uh, get started on all my listening, um, I'm building a playlist for, uh, the fall, um, getting some new headphones so I can actually listen to my playlist on the go, because I had, I don't like the, just the earbuds. So I need to get like over the ear ones or something that goes like has has a, a cord. And I have these really cool ones that kind of just went behind my head and then were wireless otherwise and then stuck in here so there was some kind of cord to hold it on. And have these really nice little like over the ear loops things that held on. But my cat bit through the middle part and now they it does not work. So I throw it out and I'm now looking for new headphones. Something else that's kind of crucial to the whole podcast experience, um, especially if you're recording with somebody else, uh, it's very helpful to have headphones um, to kind of just keep everything contained and, you know, just prevent sound interference and stuff like that. So on the lookout for some headphones, please let me know. Um, and then before we get into our scandal list, uh, we're going to do top 10 scandals. Uh, I'm going to focus on a few different ones more than others. Um, probably just like the ones that have been a bit more in the in the uh, excuse me in the recent public eye more than some other ones that have that happened earlier this year that have already it's already old news right so I won't uh, unless it was it's especially spicy or something I won't really dwell on it so also there uh, are the snacks to be addressed the snacks and drinks so <coughs> as you can tell by Mike's slight cough, uh, some other treats that may or may not appear during this podcast. Um, so uh, I have to go over some of these. Uh, I decided to actually get beer today. I never drink beer anymore. Um, it just doesn't really sit well with me anymore, so I try to avoid it. Um, all it does is bloat me and make me have to use the washroom. Uh, so I, I don't really fuck with it anymore. Um, 
we are kind of doing a little deconstructed uh, michelada today, um, just, just randomly. I have my Clamato and my gin. Um, it's not even really a full Caesar. I, I didn't really put everything. There's some hot sauce in it and like a tiny little bit of, of salt. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a bit of like a dialed back Caesar. I didn't, I didn't want all the extra stuff in it for some reason today. So it's really just kind of like a Clamato and gin, which is, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. The time for Caesars will be done very soon, so got to get my last bit of Caesar 11 while I can. Uh, what else do we have here? We've got Flying Monkeys, good local company. Great craft brewery. Um, we've got the Velvet Bubble Lord, if you can see. Always has really cool, I, I like the um, Collective Arts and Flying Monkeys cans because they always have really cool artwork. So we've got our really cool sort of like Beatles-esque Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant, um, um, yellow submarine, I would say, more like sort of vibe going on there. And uh, fresh blueberry sour with velvety bubbles and fruity magenta buoyancy with tart gamay quips and tannic pinot noir repartee, closing with acidic floral whispers. Okay, so we've got some wine going on here with the fruit. Uh, some citrus lemon verbena um, with, mixed with the sour. Um, it says strong beer, but it's 6%. It's not like crazy strong. It's like just a, a little bit stronger than, than your normal lager or pilsner. But um, does it say what kind of beer it is? I'm trying to look on here to see like specifically what type of beer it is. It just says strong beer with natural flavors, but it doesn't really specify if it's a IPA or a Pilsner or a lager or a or, or whatever. Or, or it's, I guess sour is just its own sort of thing. So we're just going to say it's a sour flavor with blueberry. But other than that, it doesn't really say that like if it's really similar to anything else. It's just a sour. Um, I guess if you've had a Goza before, or like, um, or maybe like a lighter beer, like a wheat beer. Um, maybe it's a little bit similar to that. Um, oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. You don't taste much of the blueberry. You get a lot of the lemon. And, yeah, it's sour, but, like, you can see my face. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to play it cool right now. It's not really working out so well. Um, it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it is very tart, but in a good way. And then you get that tiny little bit of beer aftertaste underneath at the, right at the end. So, um, yeah, this is nice. So there's something else on there that I can't see what it says. Oh no, just like some information about the ingredients and where it's brewed and stuff. So yeah, um, that's, this is nice. A nice like transitional beer for going from summer to fall, I think. Uh, I would highly recommend. 
we're going to start stacking all my, my beverages off camera there. Um, my last beverage, because I have stuff to do later. Um, look at this. Look at this little, look at this little one. Just a little small rock star. Look how small and tiny and small. This is from the dollar store. Like, I'm going to hold it up a little bit closer so you can see. I didn't even know they made them this tiny. This is 75 milligrams of caffeine with Guarana Terrain Engine Thing. 120 calories. These cost like $2 or something at the dollar store. So they have these now at the dollar store in this size instead of the massive size in two different flavors. So if you need just a tiny little caffeine boost and don't want to be peeing out green stuff for like a million years. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you guys, this I have not had energy drinks in a very long time. And I'm noticing that just over the last little while, my energy is just going downhill so much. It is something I'm looking into to figure out why. Um, I'm honestly just kind of finally giving in to some more caffeine in my diet because I really do try and avoid it at all costs. And I, it's just something I kind of need more and more, I, I feel, as I'm getting older. But I do try to supplement the caffeine with, you know, smoothies and fresh food and stuff, you know, getting outside to try and stimulate it naturally. But, you know, some days, especially with the physical pain that I'm experiencing, it's necessary. So today I just, I was at, back at Dollarama getting my, my cheap snacks and decided to pick one of these up because it was just so cute. Like, this isn't going to do anyone any harm, right? This is just a tiny, just a tiny, small little, little tiny. So, I got one, but they're so cute. Mm. I had to get, like, the old school can, too. And just do, like, the OG flavor. It isn't even flavor, it's just rock star flavor. It's just original. So it just tastes like it's like original Red Bull. It doesn't even have a it doesn't have a flavor. It's just it's just Red Bull flavor. So it just tastes like you're drinking like vitamins mixed with like it tastes like you're drinking kind of like fortified Mountain Dew. Is what basically drinking an energy drink reminds me of. It's, it, it tastes like you're drinking a drinking a Mountain Dew, but they put they spiked it like they put something in there. They put the crack in there. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's like Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew on roids. There, my little beverage area is now complete. Um, I didn't get a ton of snacks today. Um, here, jerky, as always, is the key. Um, I was feeling dill pickle chips today for some reason, so I got some dill pickle chips. Shout out to Lay's, shout out to Dollarama, Oakville Dollarama, Oak Park, and Oak Walk, and my two-for-one generic store brand uh, rip-off of O. Henry and Mars Bar. <laughs> we have here, let me flip, uh, let me flip it, even though I don't think I need to, I'm gonna just do it just in case. Um, we've got Meteor. Meteor and Titan. So
So Meteor is supposed to be Mars Bar, and um, and Titan is is supposed to be O'Henry. So um, they have to obviously they can't be the same thing. So I tried to look and see if they had any other like uh, generic knockoff bars. Um, they had one that was called like Four One. Which I I don't know. It, based on how it looked, I, I want to say maybe it was supposed to be like a Three Musketeers, but based on the name, like since I was Three Musketeers, they just went like four something instead. But it could have also been um, a wafer of some kind because it kind of looked like a, like a chunky Kit Kat. So we're we're delving a bit more into the I would say like the taverny style snacks. Generally, when I go to like a bar or like a tavern or something, and there's snacks, I expect there to be like peanuts, chips, popcorn, um, maybe some deep fried shit, maybe like some flat pizzas or something, thin thin crust pizzas, flat pizzas. Pizzas are already flat, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Why would I say flat pizza? Thin crust pizza. Wow. I need to go. I need to. I'm done. I think this is already. I already need to need to wrap it up. Flat pizza. Yeah, that was special. Um. Okay. So now we're going to finally move to our list of scandals. I think we are actually doing a lot better for time. I think I went like into this almost a whole hour before I started talking about anything, which was very bad. It cut into our time a lot. Um, so, we're just going to get right into, like, the meaty one, uh, that we have here, and, uh, we're going to be using a lot of different sources to look up these scandals, and, um, I'm going to kind of be going back and forth as before, like, on my phone, looking at, you know, different sources and articles and things like that, just trying to, uh, get the right information here. So... We're going to try and take that into consideration a little bit as we're, sorry, I'm just readjusting. Take that into consideration a little bit as we're, um, as we're watching and listening. In case I take some extra excess pauses, that's, that's probably why. Oh, I just realized I'm not wearing my necklace today. It's over here. It's over there somewhere. I took off all my jewelry finally because I was leaving it on a little bit too long because I had the fake nails on last week. As you may notice, they're off now. And, um... That was a big pain in the ass because they looked really nice, but I couldn't do anything with them. And they weren't even that long. So I was like trying to do shit all week. And one of the biggest pet peeves I have is trying to take off jewelry with nails that are too long and it can't get the clasp, you know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. Or like, you know, pop the earring out because your nail's just getting like in the way of where you're supposed to be on popping out the, the thing. So. I'm really glad that's over. I'm glad to have my, my nice more normal nails back again. So we'll do that we'll do that another time, maybe again, probably not for a while. So if I look up top ten twenty twenty two scandals. Oh, okay. Oh, there's yeah. Okay, we got a, we got some good lists right here. All my things that I was looking up before are still here. 
perfect, but as I said, we're going to start with uh, one that happened quite recently. So, um, uh, as we, uh, as I already alluded to with the sign, we're going to be starting with the Don't Worry Darling controversy and the Harry Styles Spitgate controversy. So, that is the, uh, that's the topic kind of on everyone's mind over the last two, three days. Um, so, gen uh, let me just first of all, I'll go through the premise of what Don't Worry Darling is for those of you who may actually be interested in the movie and not what's going on with the drama between the cast members and the director and producer and whatever. So, as we know, we'll, we'll start with the, just the facts, ma'am. We'll start with just the facts. Don't Worry Darling, it's a psychological thriller. It's directed by Olivia Wilde, so that's our first player in this. Uh, screenplay by Kate Silberman, based on a story by Carrie Van Dyke, Shane Van Dyke, and Katie Silberman. The film stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane, Nick Kroll, and Chris Pine. So some of these people are not involved in the drama at all. They're, they just are indirectly and other people are like the perpetrators of the drama that we're about to talk about. So, essentially it's like, kind of like a Stepford wifey sort of uh, vibe as far as I'm aware based on the premise of the movie. They're like a young couple, uh, um, Harry Styles and uh, Florence Pugh uh, are a couple in the 1950s. They are li living this kind of like idyllic life and uh, there's sort of like a conspiracy theory that's in the background with the, some kind of project that the, the husband's working on and then um, the wife gets a little bit like this is sus so I'm going to look into what this project's all about and then it starts to bring up like all this all these secrets and hidden fuckery and yeah so that's kind of just a general breakdown of what's going on in the movie. Um, so this film was actually announced in 2019, it says here. And in April 2020, um, it was announced that Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, who again is another part, whole part of this, and will he'll he'll be he's now being brought into this mix. Shia LaBeouf and Chris Pine were added to the cast of the film, and Dakota Johnson was going to join the next month. Now, if you look back up here, Dakota Johnson, her name is not on this list. But she, again, she, she comes into this later, apparently. Um, so, what, Olivia Wilde was originally set to play Florence Pugh's part, and Florence Pugh was originally set to play Olivia Wilde's part. But... Because Olivia Wilde said she wanted um, a younger couple at the cast center of the film, uh, she was going to put her with Shia, but then some, some stuff happened, allegedly, and by September of 2020, which is already two years before this, Harry Styles replaced Shia LaBeouf in the, in the movie. Then in October of 2020, Gemma Chan and Kiki Lane were added to the cast, Replacing Dakota Johnson, which apparently there was no drama there. She just dropped out because she had a scheduling conflict. Then we had Nick Kroll and a whole bunch of other people get added to the cast of the film. 
Um, uh, there was some issues with the film's progress being halted because of COVID. In, November, in October of 2020, the um, principal photography was beginning, and then in November, which, so, like, not even, this was a late October, so, like, not even two weeks into the beginning of production for the movie, COVID-19 hit, and the main actors had to quarantine, and then filming wrapped in February of 2021. Um, so, there was, here we go. So, now we're getting into the meat of the scandal. Uh, here, this is what we all are here for. This is what we want to, what we want to listen to. So in 2021, it was reported that Shia LaBeouf had been fired by Olivia Wilde over poor behavior and clashing with the cast and crew. This is, a bit, by the way, I'm reading this all off of Wikipedia, so if you need to know where I'm, like, citing this from, it's literally all off Wikipedia. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> I, I, excuse me. I'm just going to let it out. I'm drinking beer. This is another reason why I stopped drinking beer, because I didn't want to do this on camera. Uh, so you're welcome. I hope that enhanced audio really picked up the picked up the burp. There you go. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So Shia LaBeouf, and as we know, he's been involved in some controversy of his own on previous projects. So, it was then reported in 2021, LaBeouf had been fired and replaced by Olivia Wilde over poor behavior and clashing with the cast and crew. Elaborating on this, Olivia Wilde stated, as someone who is such an admirer, admirer of his work, LaBeouf's process was not conducive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. He has a process that in some ways seems to require a combative energy and I don't personally believe that is conducive to the best performances. I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to go to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. This was from uh, Variety. This was a, a, a quote that was from Variety back on August 24th, 2002. 2022, sorry. Um, so that was what Olivia Wilde's quote was as to why he was no longer part of the film. However, LaBeouf refuted these claims in August of this year, stating that he quit the film despite Wilde's efforts to keep him on board. He provided Variety with evidence to support his claims, including a video recording from Olivia Wilde addressed to him in which she states, I feel like I'm not ready to give, to give up on this yet, and I too am heartbroken and want to figure this out. You know, I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo, and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us. And the Miss Flo in question, obviously, would be Florence Pugh. Not really sure the context of what this means, the wake-up call. Um, so that, that's alluding to some other drama on, on set that we aren't really sure specifically what it is. Um, but based on previous actions by Shia LaBeouf, we can kind of assume that it was something to do with either, like, aggressive, anything from, like, like Olivia Wilde was alluding to, aggressive 
energy on set, combative energy on set, to outright abuse and harassment. So, we don't really know. But it's seeming like in this follow-up video that Shia apparently has as physical evidence of Olivia Wilde saying this to him, that she is open to still having him on the project, so it was nothing to do with her kicking him off because of all of these reasons. Um, he apparently left because of other reasons on his own, and she begged, basically it's saying here that she begged him to stay, alluded to the fact that Florence Pugh might be somewhat of a problematic person in this scenario, and then said that she was hoping that he would give it a shot. And with, with her, like, intentionally, individually singled out as someone who she wanted to do this with. Now, Wilde refuted his claims. She once again stated that she fired him after, excuse me, after Florence Pugh expressed she was uncomfortable with his behavior. So she's, you know, saying now, this is another quote, I'm like a mother wolf. He comes at his work with an intensity that was combative. So she's basically saying the responsibility was towards protecting Florence Pugh as an actor, but then Shia LaBeouf's coming back saying that she didn't have that intention at all. And then maybe she came back and said that afterwards when everyone was like, well, why isn't he part of the film anymore? And instead of saying the actual reason is that he just had another project he didn't want to do, or maybe he left because, as it's implied here, that another person on the set did have problems, but, like, they weren't taken seriously, and then he just was going to leave, but someone else is insisting he stay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of unanswered stuff here. There's a lot of people, I think, trying to throw other people under the bus, and not everybody having the receipts to do so in this situation is what I'm seeing. So, Shia LaBeouf, at the end of the day, he's got a receipt. He's got a video of her saying that she wants him to still be involved in the project. And so, now it's saying here, uh, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde allegedly clashed on set, leading to tensions during both production and promotion for film. This included Pugh limiting the amount of production she would do for the film, including not attending the film's New York premiere, although scheduling conflicts with filming Dune Part 2 have also been cited as a contributing factor. So, now the whole, like, what's the reason, Cardi B, what was the, what was the reason, <laughs> comes out, and now we're trying to figure out if she's missing these dates for Don't Worry Darling stuff because of beef, or if she's missing it because of conflicts with other projects. Now, um, this is basically uh, leading up now to its world premiere. So we've got these multiple different film festivals around the world that are going to be releasing this movie. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Stupid lungs. So we've got the Venice Film Festival that just is, is happening now that's releasing this movie that we're now seeing everybody involved in the movie showing up to the carpet, um, and now there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, tension, understandably, between everyone involved in the, in the project. Um, 
now this is uh, everybody basically talking about this uh, any allegations of any falling out between Wild and Pew is dismissed as a ridiculous story and a complete fabrication. This is by Chris Pine's representative. So now people who aren't even involved in this bullshit in the in the cast are now having to like put in sound bites about this drama and the scandal that's happening, which is kind of interesting. Um, this is also. Uh, the theatrical release for this movie is going to be at the end of September, September 23rd. Um, there's been mixed reviews. Um, it looks like it's just under 50% on, uh, already on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Yeah, basically it's kind of like Yeah, Harry Styles could have been better. Pew saves it from disaster. She made the most of the hash she was served in terms of screenplay. Yikes. Um, so there's some it may not be good review an early critique of if you do actually want to check this movie out, but if you really like Harry Styles and you really like that sort of style of movie, um, of a psychological thriller, uh, it's uh, very like Stepford Wives overtones that's been compared to, uh, Truman Show, um, with a little bit more of like an even darker sort of spin on it, that is something that's up your alley. You might want to still check the movie out, but it may not be something that you're into. Uh, you're just here for the for the escándalo, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, which leads us to the next strange part of this of this whole thing. Um, there's been some there's been some other talk of like certain people sleeping with other people and other things going on behind the scenes of the scandal, which uh, haven't really delved into. Um, I'm just focusing on the things that we have actual evidence for. Or, or some, some sort of evidence, alleged evidence, which is what I'm going to be going to in the next part of the scandal of, of the story and everything. So, um, it's, it's being, it's being, uh, kind of, I, I'm referring to it, I haven't actually seen anyone else refer to it as this, I'm referring to it as Spitgate. So, that's what it's officially being called now. If y'all want to hashtag it, Hashtag fat, hashtag fantasy tavern podcast, hashtag, hashtag spitgate 2022, uh, hashtag spit on me Harry, and, uh, yeah, we're gonna do that. So, there is apparently at the Venice Film Festival, and if you want to go online and look for, look for video evidence of this, please be my guest, do what you need to do, um, so we've got Chris Pine and Harry Styles sitting next to each other, right? So there's there's so much back and forth on what actually happened with this, which is why I find it so funny. Um, there's a lot of different sources that you can go to to look up some information on this. And um, yeah, so Chris Pine, Harry Styles. I would say Reddit's probably a great resource as much as I cringe saying that. 
find find your shit on Reddit. We've also got some other, or if you can find anything on TMZ, uh, maybe BuzzFeed. Um, I would say maybe that would be. Oh, Harry Styles kissing. My phone just started ringing. I'm getting a call in the middle of this podcast, but I'm not going to answer it. Should I answer it? No, I'm not going to answer it. Um, okay, so we'll let that go to voicemail. Um, I didn't know this. Harry Styles kisses Nick Kroll on the lips at Don't Worry Darling premiere. How come nobody's talking about this? About this tea? That's the fucking shit I want to hear about. Who is... Like, poor Nick Kroll. Nobody's talking about him. I feel so bad. So, I'm giving a shout out to you, buddy. I, I didn't forget. I didn't forget because I didn't know until literally today. I was today years old when I found out they kissed on the lips. This is like this is like the, the Madonna Britney kiss, where no one cared. Which one did Madonna Madonna kiss Britney and everyone cared and like no one really gave a shit that she kissed Christina. I think that was the whole thing. This is like when you know when she should have just spit on Nick Kroll. Then it would have been even, and then it, then maybe more people would be talking about it. How can you compare a kiss? on the lips, which everyone's doing now. That's not exciting or edgy anymore. Oh, but the, the alleged drop of spit that came out as you were sitting down next to somebody, that's what everyone wants to know about. That's what everyone wants to know. So, as far as I understand, there's this vi- there's a video clip of Chris Pine and Harry Styles sitting next to each other at the Venice Film Festival. Um... As he sits down, there's apparently some video evidence of a spittle flying down onto Chris Pine. So, they're also referring to it as a spew, which is fucking gross. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what they're saying here. So, it's basically like, um... Was it in, did it or did it not happen? And if it happened, was it was it on purpose or was it an accident? Did it did it just come out and it happened to catch it? And now nobody really wants to talk about it because no one really wants to even go there with the whole spit thing. So there is an agent for Chris Pine um, saying this is an absurd tale. It's a total construction. Plainly. Uh, uh, the outcome of a strange on the internet impression that is plainly tricking as well as Mabel's absurd conjecture. Conjecture, sorry. It is an outright effort to produce dramatization that just does not exist. So that's interesting. Um, and then, as you may have, uh, as you may have noticed, um, the internet has went a little bit nuts with this information. And Harry Styles, to his credit, um, part of why I fucking love this guy, he had a concert recently, and there's a clip of, like, this, so, like, he's doing promotion for this movie, and then he's like, alright, bye, I'm out, I'm gonna go and do this concert now, like, what the fuck, so, absolute legend, so then he's doing all this shit, and then he's going to do this concert, and he's like, hey, it's very lovely to be back, here, I just had to go to Venice real quick to spit on Chris Pine, lol, and the whole crowd, like, loses their shit. What? 
and how much of this is actually happening. And if it is actually happening, like how much more do we not know about the whole that whole bullshit, right? So yeah, um, basically uh, we've got a couple more scandals to go through. I've got two other big ones that just happened that I'll go into at the very end of the podcast. We've got about an hour left. I'm going to try and keep it to maybe an hour and a half this time. So we'll say we have half an hour left, but if it goes to two hours, that's okay. Like that's the time I allotted for the last podcast. So we'll kind of get into more of the scandals and everything. Uh, let's see. We've got some good ones. Uh, I'm going to miss a few. I know that I am. This was this, this year was just kind of messy, messy AF, but you know, I will do my best to focus on the most important scandals of the year. Um, I'll try and keep it to celebrities and nothing to do with politics, but there may be one political one. I'm just letting you know. So, this one I want to address only because I'm back on Spotify doing this podcast. And this is the main, one of the main reasons that I stopped subscribing to Spotify and paying for Spotify back a few months ago when Joe Rogan was having his whole controversy with his podcast. So we'll get into that scandal. And it's actually become a bit of an awkward thing lately where there's so many um, comedians and podcasters and celebrities who will have him on their show and collaborate with him still. And then I find this out, and then it's an awkward thing for me having to decide, like, okay, now is yet another person that I really like to have to get canceled now because they are associating with Joe Rogan. And it's just kind of annoying, you know. It's not that I want to just shut people down for no reason. And, you know, like, freedom of speech is a free country or whatever. If you want to talk to certain people, you can talk to them. And some comedians, you know, like, all, they, all they're looking for is to just get, or, or some people who do podcasts, what they want to do is just get the perspective of all different sides of people. But in the wake of, like, COVID and all this other shit that was going on in the world, Joe Rogan was very much promoting very harmful ideas and saying very offensive things in regards to the whole COVID situation, among other things, and having certain people on his show who were incredibly problematic. So, basically, the Joe Rogan experience is saying, and I'm reading this off of a, another article online from Top Tens, um, it's been controversial for spreading misinformation about COVID-19, among other, um, you know, hot button things he's and people he's had on his podcast. Um, you, As you may recall, Joseph Rogan was a big proponent of ivermectin and, and alternative medicines uh, and basically kind of heavily implied or outright said that COVID was basically a hoax and or- orchestrated by the government and whatnot. Uh, he then got COVID and uh, yeah. Um, that was I, yeah, that was jokes. I roasted him as soon as I found out that happened. 
Uh, he's a fucking goof. Um, I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, so the scandal, as you may remember, is that several prominent recording artists pulled all of their stuff off of Spotify when Spotify would not take Joe Rogan off of their platform. So because his catalog was not removed from Spotify, uh, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills and Nash, a whole other bunch of people, they, ha they have had all of their stuff taken off Spotify. Um, and Spotify was heavily criticized for allowing the misinformation to be spread around. Um, now there was some there was some criticism about this of basically saying that like why are you trying to police what Joe Rogan says? Like, like as I was saying before, it's freedom of speech, First Amendment. Um, if you listen to it, like you can make your own, you can you you can form your own opinions just as he has. Blah blah blah. Um, and apparently Spotify came back to try and make some kind of, uh, arrangement with them, but, yeah. There was a big, at the time, there was this whole big thing of, like, should you contribute to the, to paying for the platform if they're still going to have Joe Rogan on there? And at the time, I didn't feel like that was correct, so I canceled my subscription immediately. So I didn't actually didn't have Spotify from the time that happened up until now when I signed up for it again to do this podcast. So, you know, maybe podcasts like this will be put out there into the world, and I even, like, kind of said as a joke when I was posting about it on social media, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a podcast now before all the, all the right-wing bros take over, and there's a... Uh, there's no more market for anybody else. So, sometimes you need to take some time away to do your protest, but you know what, what also might help is to just go back into the belly of the beast and, you know, just be a, be a competitor with people like Joe Rogan so that they don't get to have the final say on everything. Because just as he's allowed then to say what he wants to say, other people are also allowed to challenge that and come back with their own uh, commentary and critique on on what he wants to say and do and how he lives his life and how that then becomes a, a model, how he becomes a role model to other people who may not know any better. So there's that. Um, I just think it's funny too when it's like you're spouting off about all of this like the, the science isn't real and, and do your own research and blah 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 and then you, you friggin' get the very disease that you have been talking about all this time, and then still, you're just so narrow-minded about, about everything to do with your recovery. And you, and you really have convinced yourself that this is something that's, like, all you're doing. And that, and that even though what didn't affect you, that, and so it, because it didn't affect you as bad as it could to the point of you dying, then it's like, oh, see, it wasn't that bad, it was just like the flu, and like all this shit. And, like, you're literally wiped out and have, like, brain fog for the rest of your life. Not that you didn't already have it, in my opinion, but... So, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that... The solutions to people's scandal... Sometimes there is no solution. Sometimes you have to look at a situation like the whole don't worry darling thing. Just as a, a outside observer, a fly on the wall, and be like, Well, there's nothing I can really do about that. 
Well, people like Joe Rogan become people in your neighborhood. People like Joe Rogan turn into people that live next door to you, that you work with, that you have to see every day, and then have to deal with that same rhetoric that he spews out in your life and it's affecting you now. So, you know, maybe there's certain scandals that you can kind of try and, and combat in your, your daily life, you know? Maybe that's one of them. Uh, so, if anything, uh, I've drawn attention to the scandal and the fact that Joe Rogan is a piece of shit and nobody should take what he says seriously or support him in any way whatsoever. So that's just all I'm going to say about that. Um, we've also got, of course, um, you know what, I'll leave that one to the words to a little towards the end. Oh, of course, Ezra Miller. We've got Ezra Miller. Here we go. Ezra Miller, as you may know, he's been part of several successful movie projects and TV projects, um, including most recently, of course, The Flash. Um, so Ezra Miller uh, is also known for having a very, like, non-binary, androgynous, gender-fluid sort of style similar to Her Mr. Harry Styles, um, and being part of a polycule. Uh, another rumor and scandal, but kind of seemed to be true, at least at one point in his career, that was the thing he was, he was into. So we all, we were all standing Ezra Miller, as you should. As you should. Why wouldn't you? Ezra Miller was arrested in Hawaii, again, so it doesn't say about what happened before, but April 19th, 2022, Ezra Miller was arrested for second degree assault. Okay, around the course of their investigation, police determined that this individual, later identified as, as Ezra Miller, became irate after being asked to leave a establishment um, reportedly through a chair and struck a 26-year-old female in the forehead, resulting in an approximate half-inch cut. Um, then he was then released from jail pending further investigation. Uh, the Flash star had been previously arrested in March of, of this year, charged with disorderly conduct and harassment after an altercation the previous night at a karaoke bar. Miller was reportedly yelling obscenities and became agitated when police began singing karaoke. When people began singing karaoke, the police said. I read that as the police singing karaoke, which I feel like that might agitate me. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, I meant the people. Other people were singing karaoke. Miller became agitated. Uh, they also allegedly grabbed the microphone from a woman mid-song and then lunged at a man who, who was playing darts. Excuse me. And the news cut, oh, the, they were arrested just after midnight and released after posting $500 bail. The news comes after they have been causing quite the stir in Hawaii. Uh, since March 7th of 2022, there had been at least 10 calls to police with complaints ranging from filming people at a gas station to refusing to leave the sidewalk area of a restaurant. So, um, unfortunately, 
we have Ezra Miller uh, engaging in some fuckery. Um, they're reminding me a lot of the whole Shia LaBeouf situation, actually. Um, and possibly, you know, a, a, a cry for help, something that, you know, Ezra may require some therapy, some mental health intervention of some kind could potentially be helpful. Um, uh, as you may know, um, Ezra Miller was also in the Fantastic Beasts uh, Harry Potter franchise. Uh, that's another scandal that is on our list that we will be talking about. So, kind of a connection to that as well. Um, they were also part of, um, we need to talk about Kevin, Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, if you want some more references of what movies that they've been in. Um, controversies. So we already have, back in 2011, while working on Perks of Being a Wallflower, um, there's already a lot of, uh, there's, there's already some legal things going on. Um, there's a video of him strangling some, uh, appears to have him strangling a woman and throwing them to the ground. Um, there's the Hawaii incident in June 2022. Um, Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Court issued a temporary order of protection against Miller on behalf of 18-year-old activist Dakota Iron Eyes and her parents requested the court order because said the Miller's use of violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs were holding sway over their child. Apparently, a relationship begun, began between them when Miller was 23 and Iron Eyes was 12. Yikes. Um, this child was th flown out to visit Miller on the set of The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, they dropped out of school, which her parents believed did in order to follow Miller. Uh, Miller had groomed, manipulated her, caused physical bruises on their body. Um, and, but as of June 2022, the, the law enforcement has been unable to locate Miller or serve them with any order. Um, Miller posted messages on Instagram mocking the court's attempts to find them but they were since deleted. Um, and uh, Miller's former music collaborator, Oliver Ignatius, stated he witnessed Miller verbally abuse Iron Eyes over her wearing makeup. Um, but in, in most of these situations, you have Iron Eyes defending Miller, so it's, like, very problematic in terms of, like, the amount that they're downplaying the actions of Ezra Miller. Um, another mother and their 12-year-old child said that Miller threatened the woman and showed inappropriate behavior towards the child. Um, there, uh, there's been um, allegations of having marijuana use around children and blowing smoke in a baby's face. Wow, yikes on bikes, guys. Oh my god, Ezra. Girl, what is you doing? Burglary charge. And finally, August 15th, 
Ezra Miller releases a statement apologizing for their past behavior, stating that they have recently gone through a time of intense crisis and had begun treatment for complex mental health issues. I see. Okay, so that is the gist of the Ezra Miller scandal. I uh, didn't know about a lot of that stuff, so that was very interesting to kind of go through. Uh, wow, what a, what a piece of shit. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, I'll let you guys do with that what you will. Um, how many was that so far? So we're on three now, right? We've done, we've done Spitgate, we've done, uh, we've done Ezra Miller, let's see, let's go back here, to my thing, we've done, okay, let's go back to my list, top to, yeah, there we go. And we did Joe Rogan, Spotify, we did Spitgate, and we did Ezra Miller. So that's three. Uh, so let's go down the list here. Uh, let's see if there's any other interesting ones. Um, I guess Kimye. The Kimye Pete Davidson. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go over that one. That's a good one. We'll, we'll address that one. Um, so Kimye and Con. K K Kanye and Kim. Kimye and Con. Uh, it's Khan! Yay. Uh, so, like we know, Kanye is bad shit insane. And Kim Kardashian's, again, kind of not the greatest human being in the world. Um, so we, we're, we're kind of going back and forth on, um, in terms of sympathy for both of them. I don't really have much sympathy for either of them. I think they're both fucked. Um, so we've seen a lot of you know, out-of-pocket behavior from Kanye, just in terms of his own personal career. Um, so, they broke up, and we then had Kim go her own way, and I have, as, as some may, as some had, had copied Kourtney Kardashian, her sister's choice of partner in Travis Barker, um, former drummer for Blink-182, and, um, I wanna say, uh, what the, third, what the fuck was that other band that he played for? I wanna say it was The Transplants, but I could be wrong. Um, and he, uh, was in that plane crash and whatnot. So, um, oh, and then Megan Fox dating Machine Gun Kelly. So, there was a whole joke that the, the new trend for Hollywood actresses and, and socialites was dating uh, weird white dudes with wet cigarette energy but were somehow still vaguely attractive for some reason. Um, mainly because they were tall and therefore had huge cocks or something uh, and a lot of tattoos and things like that. So I think I think that was the, the appeal, I guess. Um, so Kim started hooking up with Pete Davidson. Uh, as you may know, Pete Davidson is a well-known comedian and a uh, regular uh, actor on Saturday Night Live and has done a, a few movie projects in the last couple of years as his fame increased. And then, started hitting Kim K. So, this was in the middle of, like, the middle slash end of Kanye and Kim's 
very tumultuous divorce, um, breakup proceedings. You have Kanye kind of doing a bunch of shit with Julia Fox. Kanye, but then they broke up. Kanye's trying to win Kim back. Um, he's, he's basically attacking Kim on how she's raising the kids, it, uh, accusing her of excluding him from their life. Um, uh, you know, basically saying that Kim's wrong for putting her kids on social media and doing, like, TikTok dances and whatever. Uh, he was very critical of Pete Davidson, started referring to Pete as Skeet, and, uh, th you know, threatening him, making all these, like, disses against him, all this stuff. Um, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and find a little bit more about this one, because this one was kind of funny. Uh, it was very short-lived. Like, there are, they, as far as I'm aware, Pete Davidson and Kim have already broke up. So, that's already done. So, that, all that kind of, like, fuss over nothing. Did we, did any of us really think that, that they were gonna last? I don't really know. Like, I was, I was personally doing a countdown on that one myself. Um, there's a few posts split interviews. There is a relationship timeline on Us Weekly. Of course there is. Because, because of course, the internet comes to my aid right when I need it. So, this is, uh, yeah, this was this last month in August. They amicably split. They had only really been dating for nine months. Um, Time zones and filming call, call times make talking difficult. Um, she started dating him about eight months after filing for divorce from Kanye. Um, and they had already been sort of friendly. Uh, she came to host SNL and then they hit it off and exchanged numbers. And Kim has been quoted as saying that she was intrigued because she heard she, that he had a big dick, basically. And she was looking for some rebound D, and that's why that happened. Um, based on the people that it seems like Kim usually dates, it's a little out of character for her type. Um, but I guess so was Travis Barker for Kourtney Kardashian, um... We've only really seen her date one person who was kind of like a fuckboy rich guy, and Kim has primarily dated, like, ballers and musicians. So, it's interesting to then see her kind of, like, do veer off course and, like, like this, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, okay, and as it says here, as Kim and Pete continue to get their relationship popping off. Kanye was making a series of public pleas to try and win Kardashian back, so alleged that he wasn't served with divorce papers, um, and subsequently filed paperwork to be declared legally single amid divorce proceedings. Um, they did some sketches together, uh, yeah, and then less than a month after they were spotted together, with Courtney and Travis and other friends, so it's uh yeah, I think it's clear that she was trying to 
trying to jock trying to draw some style there. I think there's just the newest trendy looking guy that everyone was hopping on the dick of. Uh, maybe that was it. I don't know. I'm not saying that Pete Davidson isn't a cool dude, but it's just, it seems a little like, yeah, but anyway. Um, but yeah, he got involved pretty fast, pretty deep, pretty quickly, right? They've got like so many appearances together, uh, things getting serious, things heating up. Um, they're talking about, you know, investing in some real estate together. Uh, I think by, like, March, yeah, by March, Kanye was calling him Skeet. But then Pete obviously, like, t took it as a joke and started calling himself Skeet. And, uh... That's why he was kind of like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm just gonna go and call myself Skeet, just you know, because I don't, I don't take any of this seriously at all. <laughs> I don't know. Some of this is just so funny. So April still going. Things are fine. Things are great. She went to Staten Island. Uh, made their red carpet debut together at the White House Correspondents' Dinner in Washington, D.C. Um, and actually, Pete is now no longer on SNL, as far as I know. He left in May. Um, they had bleach blonde hair together briefly. Interesting. Um... Yeah, basically she's saying, there's a quote here from her saying, yeah, I basically was, I heard about the big dick energy, and I was basically down to fuck, even though he doesn't give me the time of day, maybe I'll, like, shoot my shot again on SNL. Um, apparently that was the vibe, Kim, Kim release, Kim, Kimothy. Um, but yeah, we're heading into June. We're heading into more June, July. Um, and by August, it's saying that they have split up after, like, a quote in within the same month saying that they aren't letting long distance get in the way of their growing romance. So while the distance has been hard, still very smitten with each other, can't wait until they're in the same place again. And then, us confirming, calling it quits, amicable split. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what happened there. But they apparently are still friends, and they're still, they're still doing their own personal career things, but they're, they're just not doing it together anymore. So, you know, it was the summer, I guess not really summer, it started like back in, back in the winter slash spring. A uh, little, a little, you know rebound divorce fling and now it's done um the scandal of it all was really just the whole like i think uh how unexpected of the pairing it was and how soon after the divorce was was announced as well as kanye's behavior in all of that because he acted like a complete asshole uh, as he is wont to do with kanye he's a little so um and yeah, that whole stressful situation is probably not going to make his behavior much better.
so yeah, we got to we got to witness all that fun stuff. So um, this is something that I think none of us should really be surprised about. Um, and anything that they're going to try and use to bring up drama within the Kardashian West family, it's going to make the news. Uh, and that was a good one. I think we all we. There's been so much good scandal this year, guys, and there's been so much on the internet in terms of, like, memes and tweets and things to reply back to all the scandal that is just, like, so great. And I, I just love the internet so much for this. It's, it's actually hilarious. Um, please keep all the memes. And I have to do an episode just on memes alone, which is, as, as most people know about me, I'm, like, obsessed with memes. Um, both making, not so much making, but both making and sharing memes mostly sharing them, uh, and, like, sourcing hilarious memes, but that's gonna be a whole episode for another day, uh, where we talk about the whole meme situation, um, but yeah, oh my god, been, I've just been laughing my ass off the last, like, leading up to the other scandals I'm gonna be talking about, like, the internet does not miss a day, they, they move so fast, and there's just been such good quality shit that's come out, and just such, such ruthless, like merciless shit that's come out in the last couple of days and I I am I am just impressed. I really am by by that level of of efficiency and savagery that I uh, I have I'm witnessing here. Um so let's do one more. So that'll make it five scandals and then we'll take a little quick break and then we'll come back and do the last five and round out the, the episode here. So, let's see here. Which one will we choose? Go back to our list here. Scandal! Oh! That's the one I was going to do. Of course! How can I do an episode about the scandals without the slap? Yeah, let's do that one. Let's, let's do that one, and then we'll go to a quick break, and then we'll take it down to the other two. Because, like, I already know two of the other scandals that I want to talk about within the last, you know, sort of half an hour. Uh, and then hopefully that'll give us just enough time to review everything else here. So, of course, you all know which slap I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. That was the scandal. Uh, Oscars 2022. Um... And there's, again, now there's camps and fences of what side of support you're on uh, and how you perceive that event happening. Uh, there were even some people who don't think that it was actually real and it was all staged. So we're going to take it back to the internet for a quick, brief synopsis in case you were living under a fucking rock and Chris Rock <laughs> and, and didn't see it. I'm going to show it to you now, and then that's going to be the end of the, the the 10 to 5 list, or sorry, 10 to 6 list, the 10 to 6 list, and then uh, we'll take a little break and come back. So, this would be the 94th Annual Academy Awards, March 27th, so five months ago, also known as the Slap Heard Around the World and Slapgate. Um, so, we're looking at the 
host for the evening. They pick a host every year, usually a comedian, uh, who will do like an opening, like monologue, roasting everyone, and then they'll they'll come in in between each presenter's turn, make a little joke about the presenters. Uh, they'll they'll be there to like lead people in and out for commercial breaks and all that shit. So this year it was Chris Rock. And uh, he's doing his, you know, opening sort of monologue. He's, he's roasting people. Uh, he makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head, bald head. Uh, so she has a um, hair condition uh, called alopecia areata, um, where bald spots come out on your head and basically... Uh, it can, it can affect the rest of your body, but if you have a lot of hair in a certain area, it's going to be more noticeable. So, um, a lot of people um, who have alopecia, where, like, there's just these giant spots of hair come out, um, it's a little bit better to hide if you have a, a shaved or a, a bald head, because you're not going to see the spotting. Um... So that's like, um, apparently something that Jada Pinkett Smith has been dealing with, um, and it's something that uh, certain things with like diet can improve it as well, certain uh, topical treatments and things, medicines, um, but no one treatment is effective in all cases. Sometimes there's side effects and sometimes there's no, no result that is positive. Um, you can get steroid injections as well. Um, so I don't know exactly what she's doing to, you know, um, manage the alopecia. But it's a thing that it's generally known, I guess, that she has been dealing with since the last year uh, that this has come on with her. So I, I guess it's a fairly recent issue that she's been starting to deal with. So again, I'm not really sure exactly of the number of people who kind of know it's something she's dealing with. I don't know if anyone was really aware of, like, the no-go zone in terms of joking about it. We're not really sure. Um, so, the, obviously, the, the Reader's Digest version, Chris Rock makes a joke about her being, being bald or having a shaved head. He refers to her as G.I. Jane. Uh, Will Smith all of a sudden then appears on the stage. He smacks him, and then he returns to his seat, and Chris Rock's kind of like, wow, really? really dude you just slapped me over a G.I. Jane joke like really dude and then Will Smith of course says the now iconic line and keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth and uh later that evening Will Smith was allowed to return to the stage and win an academy award for best actor and um he did not really directly apologize to Chris Rock in his acceptance speech uh, he did issue an apology later um, through social media, as well as to the Academy, um, which he also did during his speech, and he kind of apologized to, like, the audience and the nominees, but he he didn't really apologize to Chris Rock in his acceptance speech, and he was basically kind of justifying what he did as him being a fierce defender of his family. So, because he did this, he had to resign his Academy membership, and was banned for attending banned from attending academy events for a 10 year period effective April 8th. Um, so
some television broadcasts didn't even show the footage or like uh, at all because it would be part of um, international federal censorship laws to, to show it. Um, obviously, that didn't really stop. But like in this day and age, something goes on, on online and it goes viral internationally. So everyone saw it anyway. Um, so now everybody in the world... Not only has this now overshadowed basically the entire rest of the ceremony for the rest of the night and what anyone's going to be talking about for the next little while uh, regarding the Oscars, everyone is now going to be taking, having their hot take on everything here. So I'm not, should I offer my hot take? Should I offer my spicy take on this? I'm going to, but I'll, I'll kind of go through a little bit more on the reaction and the aftermath of everything. So, okay, so... Um, there's been some uh, there's been some comments made by Chris Rock about Jada Pinkett Smith before, um, and it was announced on her show back in 2018 that she had alopecia. So so it's uh, it's, it's it's something that she started shaving I think in 2021, but. Her dealing with it was nothing new. So people knew about it. Um, and so there have also been, there's just to provide some context, there have been some other jokes made about Jada Pinkett Smith by Chris Rock, which could be argued were like even worse than what he said at the Oscars. So like he's dumbing it down, right, for the, for the audience and not to make it like too offensive. Um, he he made a joke. Of, uh, he managed to make a joke about um, I think one other couple. I think about Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. He managed to make a joke about them, and then he made the joke about Jada. Then he continued on to because uh, so, some people cause some people actually like had a reaction to him making the joke, and he's and he's kind of like, oh okay, that was the that was a good joke, and he's like, oh, come on, like, don't, like, it's not corny, it was a funny joke. So already, maybe he's already seeing that, oh, okay, that joke didn't really land as well as I thought it was going to be landing, wasn't really giving what it was supposed to be giving. Um, then you've got all of a sudden, uh-oh, Richard, like, referring to Will Smith's role in King Richard, the, the film that he won the Oscar for later that night. He then sees Will Smith come up to the stage, slap him in his face, walk back to the seat. Uh, a lot of people thought that this was, you know, planned and that this was an act and it was not real. Um, yeah, and then whereas Chris Rock basically says this was the greatest night in the history of television. Um, yeah, a lot of people didn't think it was real. Um, there, this was a big, yeah, this was a very big disruption in the whole night. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, controversy talk about whether or not it actually happened. Um, Apparently there was like a little offstage talk with Denzel and Will about something where um, where Denzel was trying to calm him down. Yeah, it's saying here, 
Will Smith's speech in accepting the award and trying to justify the slap happening and link it somehow to his character as well as his, his character that he plays in this movie, um, he's basically saying, like, he's trying to, it's, uh, there's a, a, a quote here from, from Peter Bradshaw of the Guardian. This is the quote. Um, Somehow he had to make Slapping Rock consistent with playing Richard Williams when the movie had actually been all about his insistence on high standards of behavior and his heroically nonviolent confrontation with hoodlums harassing his daughters. So that's kind of a, an interesting take on this whole situation. And, and that was kind of my... Um, that's kind of my take on it too. It's kind of like nobody said that you that you're not a fierce defender of your family. Nobody's saying that about Will Smith. Um. So, and I don't think anybody would have said that about him if he had dealt with the situation any different way. So I find it, I just, it's so interesting to me, like how it's like that it needed to be spoken to in the speech for the for the movie that they even still allowed him to go up on stage and accept the award for. They didn't, they probably didn't have to do that. So that's why it's all just very bizarre to me. So it's kind of like, you're gonna do this, still be allowed to accept this award, and then still fucking talk shit. But, but yes, like the guy did, did insult your wife. And, and it's like in that moment, that's actually what he thought he had to do to, to make the point of like, that's not what you do. And, and I'm not really sure if these jokes, I guess these jokes are not cleared with the people they're going to be told about in the beginning before he starts telling the jokes, right? Or else if it was going too far, they would say something and say, you can't say that about me. So, I don't really know how that works. Um, Will Smith issued a formal, formal apology, but it was on social media, um, saying he was out of line. Chris Rock briefly mentioned it. Um, he didn't talk about it right away, and Chris Rock did not apologize, as far as I can see here. Um, yeah, there's a few more things, again, obviously, as, as I've already said, Will Smith is no longer going to be allowed at the Oscars for 10 years. Um, see anything else? Anything else, uh... Views on criminality. So, Rock did not wish to file a police report, in case any of you are wondering about the legal uh, fallout of this. Um, the pressing charges is a legal misconception. The choice is ultimately up to the office of L.A. City Attorney Criminal Defense Lawyer. I would be surprised if the city attorney does not seriously consider charges because it was so public. Are they sending the wrong message if they don't prosecute him? It sends a message that you can commit a crime and you won't be punished, and this was a very wrong message. So, what happened, uh, another chief legal analyst is writing, it is clear that what happened at the Oscars was an assault under the California statutory definition. Oh, and Tarek Fata wrote in the Toronto Sun, of the two men in the discussion, only one of them broke the law at the Oscars and got away with it because the LAPD stood back and let it happen. Only when Will Smith is charged with assault and battery will it show that justice is blind. If the, uh, so, 
Other people are arguing against charges um, to be arrested on a misdemeanor. Um, either it has to happen in front, directly in front of authorities or the person against whom it was allegedly committed, as we're not saying here, obviously it was not alleged, there's full video evidence and witnesses. Um, the alleged um, victim has to file a formal complaint with the police, which doesn't sound like it was done. And then they will determine, and on a simple battery with no injury, unless it's a domestic violence case, they're likely not going to use any resources on it. Unless the victim pursues charges, because they, they don't want to waste their time. And even if he was convicted, he would probably only receive a minor penalty, and because he's famous, it would just go away. He could throw some money at the problem or lawyer up and probably get the charges fully dropped or something, or just pay pay whatever he needs to pay, do some community service, and then, you know, on with your life. Um, there's a lot of analysis that's been done on this uh, regarding toxic masculinity and what men's idea of chivalry is regarding women, regarding their children, regarding their 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 role as a as a family protector, as in a role as a man in this society, um, the, the use of violence in that being justified. Um, there there could be a lot of uh, impact as well for the academy. Um, Chris Rock uh, apparently benefited from this quite a bit because he had some comedy dates immediately after this and uh, just completely sold out, like, to max capacity. So uh, he ended up doing pretty well in this whole fallout of this thing. Um, my spicy take. My spicy take. Um, and I... I I'm a person who tends to be pretty diplomatic uh, and try and see both sides of things and give perspective on both. So I will say this, though. So, you know, if you've got if you've got a comedian, and and the express purpose of what they're saying is is not to be serious and it's and it's all in fun and it's a joke. Um, as much as that joke may or may not cross the line. Um, a, I don't think that the joke was was directly referencing her her illness, um, and it was a pretty mild joke. Depend like in light of the things he said in the past, um, and and in light of a lot of other things that he could have brought up about <laughs> about Will and Jada, which uh, I I'm not even gonna bring up the other drama between them because I just feel like it's dwelling too much on Will and Jada now but I'm just going to say entanglements and that's all you need to know. It's all you need to know about the entanglements. Um, so just look up it, look that up if you want some information on that. There's going to be a lot of people going back and forth on this but my, at the end of the day if I'm going to have to pick a side I, I think I'm going to side with Chris Rock because you're going into the Oscars knowing that there's going to be a, co a host who's a comedian, a comedian who he knew, who Will Smith knew fairly well, um, and that you know is going to be roasting people. And even if you don't like the joke, if you're not a fan of the joke, why does that require you to run up on someone? Especially in public, again, with full witnesses, 
and slap the shit out of them. Like, I, it, it makes no sense. It's just such an overreaction for what happened. And it's just, and it's just it, when you had other ways to deal with, with it, if you were upset, if you are close to this person, if you have a good professional relationship with them, I'm sure there were other ways that you could have dealt with this, that you could have communicated with your wife first. You could have communicated properly with Chris Rock and dealt with all this shit. And then, and then what also is just like so gross about it is then going to not only then be going on to be able to accept your award still, but then to like sh bring it up in such a shady way in your acceptance speech saying like alluding to the fact that it's like, I did what I had to do. But you didn't have to do it. Like, no one was going to call you out or judge you on not doing shit. Or, like, I don't know, I guess they weren't judged him either way. But they pro people would be judging him a lot less for t dealing with it the proper way instead of doing this dumb shit now. And now he's got a fucking 10-year ban. And now everyone thinks he's fucking nuts. So, like, I get that you, I get that you, that he loves... Jada, I get that he loves his wife and doesn't want people to talk, in his mind, talk shit about her, but, like, he was talking shit about everybody, as long as he was just pointing out them in the crowd and talking shit about them, it was a fair and equitable roasting, and it was like a, the PG-13 Oscars roasting, too, like, he's only gonna go so far, he's only gonna pull so many punches, and he's only gonna throw so many, so... That's something that I think it's just, it was like an, an odd response to a joke. And then all of the consequences of it did come out afterwards, but there was still so much that I think was allowed that was just very bizarre. And that I think, I do agree with, in a way, sends a message of like, if you're a celebrity, you're allowed to do shit and get away with it. And no one says it really will say much about it. And in a few months, it'll kind of blow over, and then you'll be back to normal. So that's my hot take on it. If I had to, like, what I really want to say, though, is that I think both of them were in the wrong. I think that if you have to, if you're aware of somebody dealing with a medical issue, that's just a no-go zone in terms of jokes. And maybe he should have done his research a little bit more before he made the joke. Um, that's really my only criticism of Chris Rock, though. Like, I think he handled it very well. I think he, as usual, was just really funny as fuck with it. Um, he continued being professional and doing his job. He didn't let it get to him. Um, and, like, he stood firm in, he stood firm in what he had to say. It, and there's a whole thing about comedians getting cancelled now and like what's appropriate to say and what isn't and I think that feeds into that a whole lot um, I think that certain comedians should be afraid of what they're saying because what they're saying is trash like there, there's no denying that there's a lot of so-called comedians out there who are making uh, so-called jokes that are not jokes, they're not funny and they're extremely offensive and ignorant um but I think that in this case, like this was a pretty, it's a pretty tame joke. It was in a, it was in a situation where everyone came there knowing jokes were probably going to get made about them. And so I, I, I really question the, 
the thought process and and what happened in Will Smith's head that caused him to make this decision, thinking that was a good plan. Um, and in this case, particular case, I kind of I kind of applaud Chris Rock's behavior. He did handle that very well. So that's our top five right now for the scandals. Uh, we're doing we're doing okay for time. We're we're running a little bit out of time, but I'm gonna take a quick five minute break. If I go over time, I go over. Um, some of these episodes might be a little longer than others, so I'll just have to I'll have to deal with that. And maybe I'll make some cuts in terms of where I'm, you know, taking sips of drinks and stuff, and uh, maybe try and get some of those out of there to cut cut the time down by a few minutes once I post this. But let's take a quick little break, and. Uh, I'm going to just throw the music on for one second just so that I can go off screen for a quick minute and I will be back shortly with the rest of our scandal stories. Um, once again, if you do notice that I have forgotten any of the scandal stories, please add your suggestions into the comments on the Facebook group page. Um, you can add them in the comments on YouTube, any comments or DMs that you want to send me for recommendations on any scandals that I may have missed. We're only focusing on 2022, so if you have any that you want to kind of slip in there before the end of the year, before the next episode comes up, I will do my best, excuse me, as, I will fucking beer. I will do my best as uh, always to make sure that those get added to the next episode. So we're just going to take it out with a little bit of music and I shall return shortly.
a nice little break. Thank you, everyone, for indulging me in that. Okay. Sometimes you just gotta go off screen and, and have some treats and uh, stretch your legs. Sitting, sitting here for so long, it's a, it's a little much. Okay, so now we've done five scandals. Let's go on to our last five. Let's let's uh, have a look here. What other good ones do we have list here? Scandals. It's a good show too. If you guys have ever seen Scandal, Perry uh, Washington, um, Olivia Pope. It's a good. Uh, <coughs> did it again. To get a <coughs> political show about handling political scandals, and the people handling them have their own scandals within the scandals. So much scandal! Much the scandal. Shonda. Shonda Rhimes! Love you, Shonda. Your shows always have lots of scandal, and that's why we love you. So, uh,. Let's go to Let's see here. Oh, of course. We gotta talk about this one. So we'll go to this one. Of course. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. How could I fucking forget? Now <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that was really hitting different today. Probably should clean that bong. Um yeah, so we have, um, obviously, everyone was following the story. I was actually watching this going on at work and um, was was pretty, pretty closely monitoring the updates um, uh, constantly about this case. So I'm trying to find the beginning of the story here. It's gone back down the list quite a bit. Oh yeah, a couple of the other ones that I have on here that I still want to talk about. Perfect. Okay. Um, we did the slap. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard defamation trial. So, uh, more and more details about Depp and Heard's destructive marriage have been revealed throughout this trial including degrading messages Depp sent to friends, including Paul Bettany, about Heard, and a disturbing audio recordings where Heard admitted to hitting Depp. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp had an intense and very heavily televised trial, and both of them were found guilty of several charges. Um, Amber Heard definitely lost out more than Johnny did. Um, she is found of libel, guilty of libel, and a jury awarded Johnny Depp over $10 million in his lawsuit, enforcing the claims that she had fabricated her abuse allegations against him. This trial will probably be remembered as one that rocked the nation, but also broke the internet. Um, as I mentioned before, the memes and the, the content were just out, outstanding. Um, I, I just, I, I truly am, I'm constantly amazed by the immaturity and the ingenuity of the internet. 
<laughs> it's, it's just great. So, I don't know. Um, what are some what are some key funny things from? There were a few. Um, I'm gonna look them up because there were a few key funny moments with uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer, whose name's escaping me right now. I'm gonna look it up. Um, I'm just gonna write straight up best moments because that was like. Uh, there are a few things here that I want to I want to bring up. Um, there's uh, like where do I even start with the scandal if, it, if it's just a trial? Not even the not even all the stories that you're hearing. Of course, the most infamous one being Amber Heard, you know, doing a dookie between the sheets. Uh, we all know, you know, she she did the number two in the boudoir. Uh, and, and we had some feelings. We had all the feelings about this. So many feelings. Um, so in case you're, you weren't keeping track, for the, the trial went on for six weeks. Um, jurors returned the verdict. Uh, it was basically like Johnny Depp ever heard, um, talking about multiple claims of one def defaming the other, so Johnny Depp, the, the, the crux of that um, case was that he was suing Amber Heard for defamation over an opinion article she wrote about him, she wrote about him for the Washington Post, sorry, alleging that she was a domestic abuse victim, though it did not mention him by name. She just submitted basically like an anonymous story more or less about her issues in being in an abusive relationship, which he then said, this is clearly about me and I'm going to sue you for defamation, which then Amber Heard countersued. Um, so then, yeah, jurors awarded Johnny Depp $15 million in compensatory and punitive damages, and Amber Heard won one of three counterclaims against Johnny Depp and was awarded $2 million herself. Um, so there's a lot of claims of mutual abuse here, how um, there's a lot of, like, again, as I said, there were uh, texts apparently sent from Johnny Depp to a bunch of people talking about, like, hurting her physically. Um, <coughs> but he's saying he's just making a joke about Monty Python basically calling her a witch. Um, and, uh, personality disorder, the, the, the mention of Amber Heard having BPD, borderline personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder, um, this was kind of saying that behaviors driven by an underlying fear of abandonment, uh, marked by a lot of cruelty, anger towards people less powerful, and attention-seeking. So that, those are... Uh, symptoms of these illnesses that they're claiming influenced her behavior towards him and should not be fully taken into account as her be acting maliciously, I would say. <coughs> Excuse me, was the argument there in bringing up the mental illness in the first place. Um, there's also messages uh, um, involving them as well as uh, witness accounts of substance abuse between the two of them. Um, Johnny Depp apparently frequently abusing alcohol, cocaine, and painkillers, uh, and 
uh, Johnny Depp saying that the characterizations are grossly embellished and plainly false, uh, and pointed out that she also drank and used drugs. Um, he called Amber Heard would call Johnny Depp the monster, the dark side of her ex-husband, the volatile version and violent version of him, emerging when he was drunk or high. Um. He used the phrase himself because he he was hearing it all the time, according to him, and saying there was a phrase he would use to mollify her in an attempt to avoid conflict. Um, he Johnny Depp testified that he had never hit Amber Heard. Um, but they, she says that there's receipts saying that there was um, some physical abuse. Uh, there was a very bad trip to Australia, saying that he assault, sexually assaulted her that night. Sorry, I'm, I'm, should I should be adding trigger warnings to these, I, and I apologize. Um, there's going to be obviously some mention of physical and sexual abuse in these uh, claims. I won't go into detail then, I, I will just mention that that was, that was mentioned. Uh, this was also the trip where apparently he lost the tip of his middle finger during an explosive fight. Which she, when she threw a vodka bottle at him, it smashed. Um, and there was some, some. Uh, they were contesting the uh, extent or even the the actuality of the of the injuries from the bottle. Uh, and here, Camille Vasquez, that's her name. So Camille Vasquez is like our lawyer crush, girl crush. Um, she just shut it down. She. Anything that the anything that Amber Heard's team tried to say, she just brought up all the objections. She brought up all of the she did basically just shut down any question they tried to ask. Um, her cross examination was great. Um, uh, and also, uh, um, I won't I won't go into the specifics of Camille Vasquez's, like, actual, like, amazing, just, like, she, she, she was just ruthless, just, she was great, um, so, there's, a, also a, a court appearance from Kate Moss, which, I don't know if that's gonna hurt or harm you, cause, uh, Kate Moss was a very well-known drug user, uh, back in the day, as well as possibly a proponent of, like, eating disorders in her time as a model. So, would it be beneficial to have Kate Moss show up at your trial, or would it be detrimental? Um, so basically Kate Moss and Johnny Depp went out in the 90s. Um, and so there was a rumor invoked by Amber Heard recently in line which came up during the trial of Johnny Depp trying to shove Kate Moss down the stairs in the 90s. Um, Amber Heard is describing a fight and in my head I instantly think of Kate Moss while they're having a fight while he swung at her sister while she was standing at the top of the staircase. So I'm saying that Kate Moss showed up to the trial to say that this is rumor was not true and he never tried to push her, kick her, or throw her down any stairs. In fact, 
she had slid down the stairs and heard her back, he came running to help her, carried her to her room, and got her medical attention. So, did she fall or was she pushed? Is she just covering up for Johnny Depp? Or is she actually saying this never happened and Amber Heard is making it up? Or she's just going based on some crazy rumor that's floated around forever and I'm actually putting it to rest now? So that was a crazy kind of like celebrity character witness that showed up. Um, and of course, the, 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 the sad truth about this, which is that Amber Heard saying that she's receiving death threats, which you may not have a lot of sympathy for her involving this case, but what this does bring up is that if people, if, if, it, if it was true that she's saying that she, she did also experience abuse from him and has had to deal with this and has received these death threats, and, and in light of her getting charged with the, uh, not, not so much the abuse, but the defamation, um, <coughs> it does also set a bit of a troubling precedent for any, you know, women, especially any victims of physical and sexual abuse, uh, abuse involving drugs, where your credibility is going to be more highly questioned because of trials like this, right? Especially if mental illness is at play and could potentially be reasons for certain people acting a certain way, that could go both ways in terms of trying to protect somebody in terms of a, of a case. But, I mean, in this case, they didn't actually really consider it to be part of justifying anything, so... But it's more so the, um, you know, the not believing victims of, of assault because they're just trying to, like, make the other person look bad or they're looking for money or whatever. It just adds to that sort of, like, st stigma and stereotype that doesn't want to make other victims come forward in the future. Um, and that's something I, I just got worried about in the whole, in the wake of this whole trial. But it's over now. Everyone, everyone got what they got. Um, and obviously, like, you know, one of those people is not, never going to have a career again. So people do take sides on it. Um, my spicy take is pretty short. I, I think they're both terrible people. I think they're both horrible. Uh, I think they both deserve what they got. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's my spicy take. And pe some people just shouldn't be together. It's my spicy take, essentially, on that. Um, uh, there was some other thing about her possibly doing cocaine on the stand at, at the trial at somewhere, and there's a video out there of that. Um, well, I'm not going to delve into that, but just I'm just leaving you with that because apparently that was a part of it as well. Is that there's like something where she's like looking like she's rubbing her nose, and then all of a sudden there's like a, and then it looks like she she snorts something. Um, but again, let me know if you have heard anything to further this rumor because I would be very interested to hear more about about the coke coke on the on the stand. Um, so yeah, uh, so that was scandal number six. Let's go back to our list here. Um, let's see if there's anything else on this list. Um, let's go through the list here. I think I've pretty much exhausted this one, and, and some of these other ones I don't think are big enough that warrant any 
Uh, you know what? Actually, I'll talk. I'll talk to the whole uh, the whole Britney Spears thing then. That was that was one of the ones on my list. And uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just touch briefly on that one, and then I have one more that I'll do because I think it's funny. Um, so let's just go back here. So obviously, you all guys all know about the Britney Spears conservatorship. And, uh, Britney Spears, again, also, for those of you who are, are clearly living on another planet, um, there is, uh, I'm just gonna scroll down to where, now this is kind of, le this is kind of leading out of 2021 into 2022, because as far as I know, let's see here, the timeline, um, we're scrolling down to, let's see, August 24th, oh, are we here, is this it, mm, let's see here, I'm just trying to make, check the year to make sure that I'm, I'm giving you guys, no, this would have been 20, 2019, 2020, um, so in 2020 is when the hashtag Free Britney movement first started. Um, we've got, that basically takes you all the way down to, um, in November of 2021, that's when the conservatorship was officially terminated and there were no objections to the ruling. Mental evaluation was not needed and assets overseen by the conservatorship were removed all to a trust. Um, and the investigations from Spears legal team were intended to pursue post-termination, including investigative efforts into financials of the conservatorship, the black box surveillance claims, and alleged connections with Lou Taylor, Robin Greenhill, and TriStar. So, uh, we've seen some scandal over the last year just because of, you know, Britney's out and about um, doing her thing now. And she's been posting a lot of, more on social media, making a lot of TikToks. Um, she, oh, I keep getting freaking calls during this show. Not cool, guys. Not cool. Um, so we've got here, um, this actually caused, I didn't realize, I'm kind of just scrolling back up through here, um, conservatorship abuse became a, a huge matter of concern in legislative efforts in the state, um, with, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Ted Cruz, prominent legislators that supported Spears and criticized conservatorship abuse. So it actually became a huge thing with senators requesting all this information, expressing concern that, like, conservatorships were problematic, um, with long-standing concerns for both financial and civil rights abuses of individuals placed under conservatorship. Um, a lot of it Republicans were weighing in on this, so, uh, but it's seeing, it's see, it's seeming to be a very bipartisan issue. Uh, that's, uh, 
toxic conservatorships, the need for reform, in reference to Spears' 2004 hit single, Toxic, guys. Um, various legal and medical experts, alongside other conservatives, did testify in this hearing, which was named Toxic Conservatorships. Um, this was in September 28th of 2021, it seems here. Possibly 2020. Um, okay, so then, going into 2022, uh, advocacy groups announced support for legisla legislation drafted by Assemblyman Brian Mayenshine. The bill would require judges to consider less restrictive alternatives for individuals before conservatorship and implement further reform of termination procedures. So this whole thing with Free Britney has brought up, not just for her, but again, entire legal precedents for other people who are in conservatorships for various reasons and may be getting abused or taken advantage of, exploited um, by family and whoever else is in their, like, inner squad, I guess. Um, so as you all know, there's the hashtag Free Britney movement that's existed since 2009. Um, the term Free Britney has existed since 2009. The actual hashtag began in 2019. Um, and again, because of COVID and everything, we, there's kind of a gap in some of this actually being resolved. Um, but we're now seeing, you know, we're seeing Britney kind of out doing her thing now, but there's still some concern for her. So that's kind of where the scandal continues. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, certain posts and certain TikTok videos and things like that being put out by Britney Spears, and some people are being critical of them, um, other people are just saying, like, well, she's just a normal person, she's, like, living her life, uh, you shouldn't judge what she does now, like, she's, she's free to do what she wants. Um, so, that's kind of, and then also, uh, again, recent marriage to... Um, Sam Ashgari is, that is a, a whole new chapter in her life now as well. Um, there was also a bunch of things that her son recently came out and said against her. Um, that's the most recent scandal. So, I was just going to look that up before we continue on to the next, uh, thing. But I think the Britney Spears thing is relevant because, um, even though the majority of the stuff that happened with the ending of the conservatorship was in 2021, we are seeing the kind of post-conservatorship Britney still in a bit of a situation where there's a lot of judgment on her for the choices that she's making um, as, with her social presence, um, things like that, and there's still family. She's still weighing in on and being very petty, <laughs> making petty comments and stuff regarding things that happened in the past. Um, we've also got... Uh, Again, so Jaden, that's the son. So, re reacting to Jaden's comments about their difficult relationship. So, Jaden Federline um, has made some recent comments after he defended his grandparents' decision to place her in the conservatorship. So, her own son is actually supporting that she was in this. And basically saying, so Jaden, as you undermine my behavior, this is Britney Spears replying back. She's firing back at her, it's like shots fired, and she's, she's returning fire at her own son. Um, as you undermine my behavior, just like my whole family always has, with I hope she gets better, I will pray for her. 
Pray for what? The toxic singer 40 said in a... God, she's fucking 40? Holy fuck. Said in a since-deleted audio post shared via Instagram. I, I feel so old now. Holy crap. I feel like I... I need to go take an ibuprofen after this. Um, so, uh, do you guys want me to get you better so I can continue to give your dad 40k a month? Or is the reason behind you guys deciding to behave fools is because it's actually over in two years and you don't get anything? <laughs> Jaden's older brother, Sean Preston Federline, will turn 17 later this month. Spears continued by claiming that she told her sons, who she shares with ex-husband Kevin Federline, that she wanted to spend more time with them. You said, Mama, oh, it'll change, the crossroad star said, later adding that one time I looked you straight in the eyes and said, I want to see you more. You called your dad and I never saw you again. In her message, Spears claimed that Jaden and Sean spent as little time as they possibly could with her during their visits and always left two hours early. She continued, if I didn't shower you guys with gifts and have amazing food ready and play a motherfucking saint, and it was still never good enough. The sometimes singer acknowledged, I know I'm not perfect, but she felt her children should have been more understanding of everything she was going through, amid her 13-year conservatorship. Jaden, it was a miracle I could even have a normal conversation when I got out of that place, but you were just like my other family. You secretly loved looking at me like something was wrong with me. And this is the second time that Spears has issued a public statement reacting to Jaden's comments about their relationship. On September 1st, her younger son told the Daily Mail that despite not deciding not to see her mother at the moment, he hoped they could one day reconcile. In response, Bernie Spears says, that basically, uh, I love you guys, and my, I, it deeply saddens me to know, to, to know about this outcry of saying I wasn't up to his expectations of a mother. She continued, since Preston didn't speak, I send my love. Uh, you both are brilliant. I'm so proud to call you mine. So there is definitely still some hostility. She's still calling out his defense of uh, Jamie Spears, who was in charge of Britney Spears' conservatorship, her father, for more than a decade, and saying, if you could honestly sit back and say, with your sensible, brilliant mind, what Mima, which is referring to Lynn Spears, the mom, the grandma, and Papa did to me was fine and called them not bad people, then yes, I guess I have failed as a mother. So Britney Spears doesn't, as you may have seen um, with her posting on social media, she, she is, she's got some shit to say, and she's very much like a kiss my ass, like I'm going to tell you exactly the tea right now type of person. Um, so that is actually continuing a lot on social media, which is kind of like where the scandal is continuing. Uh, drama's kind of continuing to be kicked up because of this. Um, there's some other, con like, conspiracy theory type shit going on with Britney Spears, too, on the internet, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, that was just the last part of the scandal with that that I wanted to bring up. Um, so then we're continuing on. We've got one more to cover, and then we've got the last big two that we're going to discuss. Um, let me just see which one that was going to be. Just going back to my list. Um, but yeah, the Britney Spears one's been wild for a couple of years now, and, uh, I honestly, um, it's one of those things that I've sort of been half invested in, I guess I would say. You mean, you've got to, you've got to wonder 
what somebody who's been famous since they're a little kid on the Mickey Mouse Club then goes into a musical career where they're slowly being more and more sexualized um, and putting out like just more and more vapid pop for the masses the whole time we're not really realizing that literally everything this person does is being controlled and all of their finances are being withheld and managed by other people and she had a very public mental breakdown as well I think we all remember that so it's hard to say uh, I, I very much sympathize with her um, so as much as I say like okay maybe some of the stuff she says online may not like make her look good or whatever it isn't like isn't a great look for for them or whatever I personally think it's like if you don't like what she's saying because it's true that's different like, if you don't want her to pop off on you because she, she you didn't think she was going to call you out on your bullshit thoughts and prayers when like you're ignoring the rest of the actual story of what happened to her like you can just say that so, but yeah, like, she's an adult now, yes, maybe there's a certain way that she should be acting that's a little bit more put together, but I have to remember this is a person who may be kind of trapped in a different mental state, and of, of a time that already passed, but, like, they didn't actually get to experience, that's what I kind of think about when I see her posting and stuff a lot. She's doing a lot of the stuff that she didn't get to do when she was younger, because she was just in a career that her family was, like, continuing to, p to make her be in and then reap all the benefits of for many, many years. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm on the hashtag Free Britney. I'm on Team Britney. Um, fuck you, Jaden Fetter line. And your dad's, and your dad's grease. Dad's girl greasy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Alright, so let's go back to our scandals list. It's just so many, like, just people ruin their career. Um, let's see if there's anyone else on this list. Um, nothing else on there that's interesting. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring up ah, uh, that's what I was gonna bring up. Let's let's talk about Joanne. I guess we'll talk about Joanne. Alright. So that's that's who we'll do. As much as there isn't really like it, it's more it's kinda just more of the same, but I believe the big scandal is there was a book that just came out. Um so Oh, here, there's an article as of August 28th. There's a few things here, so I'll go through it. So as you may or may not have known, known, no, as you may or may not have known, um, it, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> um, so J.K. Rowling, um, in the last few years has been, um, branded as a TERF, uh, which basically means that you claim you're a feminist but exclude trans people from your version of feminism. Uh, you claim that 
trans women are stealing agency from cis het like mostly het cis women um and uh, i don't really know the exact feelings on trans men i assume they can't be great um well, jk rowling has been slowly advocating for transphobic um organizations and supporting people who talk about transphobic things um openly online um she also started writing uh different books under a pseudonym of robert galbraith now i'm going to just quickly check to make sure i give this information correctly on who robert galbraith is was because um with a very little amount of google searching um It's, uh, and I don't know how many actual books, um, have been written by J.K. Rowling under the name Robert Galbraith. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I think this is the, I think this is the actual website, robert-galbraith.com. Um, but... Yeah, because basically if you look up why on on the website, it says because it's one of my favorite men's names, because Robert F. Kennedy is my hero, and because mercifully I hadn't used it for any of the characters in the Potter series or the casual vacancy. I see. So then we've got basically... Um, Rowling's secret identity as Robert Galbraith was actually revealed after a partner at a law firm told his wife's best friend, and then the friend talked to the Times journalist, and then her shit was exposed. She got exposed. So, then there's also some talk about how, um, there was a joke saying that, like, the writing was so bad, and nobody knew it was her, and they all thought, oh, this Robert Galbraith is, like, such a shit fucking writer, so... Uh, J.K. Rowling actually came out and said, oh, it was just me the whole time, Robert Galbraith, so because it's me, uh, I'm cool, buy my book. So that was another rumor that came out recently. So now reading this, I'm not exactly sure what's true, but, um, yeah, there was kind of a whole thing where it was like, wow, her book was so shitty that she had to, like, reveal her own pen name just to sell a few copies because it was, like, so shit and nobody wanted to, to buy it or read it. Um... But yeah, so, I'm just trying to find, uh, who was the original, Robert Galbraith, um, I'm gonna look it up here. The actual Robert Galbraith was, died in 15, wait, what, oh no, there's a few. There's a few different ones. I'm not sure who she's basing, I'm not sure who she's basing it on, so I'm going to go and see if I can find some information. Let's see. Um, views. Let's, let's look at the views. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
difficult relationship with the press. Yeah, no fucking shit. Uh, basically it's saying, um, yeah, criticism of Rowling's views has divided the Harry Potter community especially because there's so many people who love Harry Potter and want to still be part of the fandom but don't like J.K. Rowling or any of her views or opinions on anything. So there's been a, a huge division among people who are trying to still enjoy the fandom while distancing themselves from her to people who, like, don't care and in fact are supportive of her views to people who are like, well, I guess I just don't like Harry Potter anymore, and I don't, and I don't acknowledge or claim the person who wrote it, and that's never going to be a thing. And it's fucked up if she's all like, oh, I'm basing my opinions and my things not just in fact, but in my own personal experiences, but it's like, it's just such a such a gross thing to like try and, and evoke sympathy from people by using some alleged experience that you went through that probably has nothing to do with anything about what we're actually talking about of the issue, which is that you're transphobic at the end of the day. And that does not equate with modern day feminism. So I don't really think there's a spicy take or any kind of real scandal on this one, but it's been turned into a scandal because she just keeps insisting on digging in her heels and trying to prove to people that she's correct about something that she just is not, it's not only biologically, like, factually incorrect, the things that she's trying to say, but she's just absolutely offensive and ignorant as a person. Um, I don't think she should call herself a feminist at all. I think that because of this, she should be stripped of all of her honorific titles that she's been given by the Crown. And I think that she should be put on some kind of watch list because she's inciting hatred amongst people. And so the Robert Galbraith thing. So a book that she wrote under the pen name Robert Galbraith, which uh, apparently has been linked to a an individual who is very, like, anti-trans, like, pro-eugenics sort of person. So what happened here was that, as I mentioned, the book got released. Um, I believe this is the book that just came out. I'm just double checking here. Uh, yeah, it was released on August 30th, 2022, called, titled The Ink Black Heart. So there's a couple other books in this uh, series called The Cormoran Strike, which is a series of crime fiction novels published under this pseudonym. Uh, it, pro it chronicles the cases of private detective Cormoran Strike. What kind of name is that? and his partner, Robin Ellicott. And, uh, they actually had two novels adapted for BBC One. Um, the plot is basically, um, you know, they, they go through a whole bunch of different, <coughs> excuse me, a whole bunch of different types of things that happen in the different books. Um... Basically, what happens in one of the books that <coughs> there's a an an, an author. <coughs> God damn it! Sorry, guys. Uh, I will try to bring that in. And so we've got the 
we've got the most recent book focusing on an author uh, and, uh, you know, just like internet personality, if you will, who is getting canceled for their transphobic views online that they're posting and everything, and then they, they end up dead or something like that. That's, the, that's something to the effect of what the most recent book is about. So they're, they're basically just trying to... Um, I'm trying to find the plot for this, this specifically most recent book, which would be the sixth book. So I'm trying to scroll down the list here. Uh, it doesn't talk about anything in the in the fifth in the sixth book. It just talks about up to the fifth book, which I don't know why. But that is the the general plot. Um, so this is a whole scandal that's now revived and proves that J.K. Rowling is still on her tr on her transphobic turfy bullshit. Um, I kind of ca canceled her ages ago, and what's really sad is that I actually really like Harry Potter and that I was a huge fan. Um, I, I went to Universal Studios uh, a few years ago and went to like the whole Harry Potter Hogwarts uh, Diagon Alley thing, like you can go on the ride and like do all the shit in Diagon Alley and uh, at the station and everything and that was really cool um, but now it's, it's just like I don't really care about what goes on with Harry Potter anymore I, I really don't um, this, this type of shit is just stupid um, don't even get me started on the whole like equating goblins the goblins with Jewish people and like that whole anti-semitic garbage that was going on and never mind the whole fact of how she treats anybody in the in the books who is like if like immediately identified as like not being white. Um anyway. Anyway. Um oh yeah and then her oh, then there's a little thing about her saying Dumbledore was gay at some point later, like for fucking clout. So okay, you're you're cool with a with a cis gay man, but not a trans woman. And like you never, like, implied at all or, like, said it right in the books that you, like, like, why are you coming out and saying this now? Just so you can get some, some love from the LGBTQ community? Well, they hate you now because you don't like trans people. So, not sure where, where you're going with that, Joanne. But, yeah. Uh, so I think you can already tell my, my take on all of this. I, I'm not a fan of her or her shit anymore. Sorry. Um... But yeah, if you want to if you want to look up the Ink Black Heart and attempt to read it, um, it's one of those like Fifty Shades of Grey situations where it's like, do you really want to go there, or can you like kind of gauge enough based on reviews what it is supposed to be like? Um, yeah, uh, I'm just reviewing the the actual uh, synopsis of the book just so that I understand exactly. I don't I don't want to give any like wrong information. Um, But that's that's more or less what the what the gist of the book is. It's like it's somebody who is like involved in um, involved in like writing or some some kind of like uh, cartooning. I want to say it's like a some kind of like uh, political cartoonist type of person. I'm I'm just looking it up here just to make sure I understand. Um,
yeah, there's something, uh, uh, something to do with the parcel bomb. Reception. Yeah, the, the novel is criticized for self-insertion, in which a woman is killed after being accused of transphobia. Compared to Rowling's previous controversial statements surrounding transgender people, Rowling denies the claims that the book was inspired by her own controversy, stating, I had written the book before certain things happened to me online. However, it's basically like you're, you're trying to garner sympathy for uh, somebody in the name of like free speech and, and free opinion who gets murdered after being accused of being transphobic because they were, because they were being that way. Um, and then the, like, the, the whole main plot points of your story, um, it's, it's, they're, they're going after them for, you know, like, I'm not saying again that murder is right in this case, obviously not, but they're, they're trying to use the murder to then say, like, oh, well, they shouldn't have done that to this person. Um, and that's not good. So, it's basically, um, it's a, it's sort of like a, it's tying into some cartoon that was on, on Netflix and then being adapted into a film. There was something to do with that. Um, some people are getting stabbed and it's, it's very convoluted. I'm not really sure. Anyway, we're going to leave that to rest now because we've got the two big stories to talk about. Um, and I don't know which one to bring up first. I guess I'll do them in order of how they happened. So, so we'll do that. That makes the most sense. Um, so the second last story, the second last story, you may already know what what it's going to be about. I'm just going to look it up right here on my phone, which I totally know how to use and didn't have to have one of my aides show me how to use it because I'm very technologically savvy. I don't know if you guessed what that impression was supposed to be. Um, but of course, what what talk of the 2022 scandal would be complete without mentioning the Donald Trump raid of Mar-a-Lago? Oh my God, guys! Like, what is this reality? Like, I I can't. I almost might need to take another break because just thinking about this melts my brain like just that much so much that I I I am like so questioning my existence right now the the, the Trump Mar-a-Lago shit okay so let's let's start from the beginning here I'm gonna try and find the timeline Trump raid timeline just so we can get this off and like I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about him or these honestly I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about these last two at all, because I'm kind of glad that we, I'll, I'll devote, you know, maybe 20 minutes to them. Uh, we'll, we'll edit a few minutes out in the post-editing, hopefully. But this was a long episode. This was a, this was a, this was an episode. Um, I can't believe that, that we've been going for almost three hours, but it had to be done. We had to talk about scandals. We had to do it. Um, we're going through the Trump raid timeline. This is exactly what I want right here. So, what led to this unprecedented search that I think we all knew was coming and 
I think he I think he also knew it was coming, but he just he was in denial. He was in denial of so many things. His act his accent is very interesting. It's like a mix of of Marlon Brando and a little bit of Cartman with <laughs> like that's literally what I think of every time I try and do his impression. It's like Marlon Brando mixed with Cartman. Like and that like and the, I don't know, mixed with like mixed with like a fifteen year old girl. <laughs> a teenage girl <laughs> who goes to like a private school. Jamey from Summer Heights High. That's so that's 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 their mix. That's who Donald Trump is. That's their that's the three, even though Jamey is not a real person. <laughs> that type of vibe is what I'm going for here with the impersonations. Impersonations. Everybody wants to impersonate me, which is I understand because I'm very famous. <laughs> so anyway, um, Mar-a-Lago. Let's let's go. Let's fucking go. Um, so as you may remember, as you may remember, um, so uh, some stuff happened in January. We'll just we'll just mention that we'll get that out of the way. Um, that's a whole other thing that that ties into this, obviously, which I don't really need to go into. But we'll talk about the the January sixth uh, insurrection just quite quickly because that is kind of a a big tie into this. Um. So capital, the capital insurrection. Uh, this was, and they're they're actually charging like a lot of people lately in in the riots for this. Um, as of four days ago, at least 910 people have been charged so far in the insurrection riot. Um, I'm just kind of looking over never before seen footage. There's a, like a lot of stuff coming out about this. So this is very interesting. Um, so not only were there the January 6th hearings already going on in which there was evidence of him inciting, not only uh, inciting people to the insurrection, but saying that like he didn't have to worry about people coming after him during the, the insurrection. He was untouchable and, but, and whatever. Um, that whole thing happened. But then we've also got the raid of Mar-a-Lago, which, as you may have already heard, um, they did this based on um, information that Trump was holding classified documents within Mar-a-Lago. So um, this started back in January of 2021. So as Trump was leaving the White House, um, approximately four... Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, cat, though. No, that's not for you. Uh, I guess I'll show you guys my cat in a little bit. He's down there just chilling. 